Hi there, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and across the Six Nations as Europe's elite go head-to-head in rugby's oldest international competition. Each week, we'll be looking at the QBE predictor, which forecasts the results of each round of matches. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers, and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe now and download wherever you get your podcasts. As always, thanks for listening. ES Audio. From the Evening Standard in London, I'm Mark Blunden and this is The Leader. Given the situation, I cannot deliver the mandate on which I was elected by the Conservative Party. I have therefore spoken to His Majesty the King to notify him that I am resigning as leader of the Conservative Party. The lectern came out into Downing Street just before 1.30pm. This morning I met the chairman of the 1922 committee, Sir Graham Brady. We've agreed that there will be a leadership election to be completed within the next week. So 44 days into the job, Liz Truss becomes Britain's shortest serving Prime Minister after an open revolt by Tory MPs over her crisis hit premiership fuelled by chaos in Westminster. Truss announced she was going after holding talks with Sir Graham Brady, chairman of the 1922 Committee of Conservative MPs, and her top allies, Deputy Prime Minister Therese Coffey and Party Chairman Jake Berry. The Tories now face a race to choose a new leader of the bitterly divided party. Some of the front runners for the top job include former Chancellor Rishi Sunak, Commons leader Penny Mordaunt, while current Chancellor Jeremy Hunt has ruled himself out of the leadership contest, saying that he's focusing on delivering his medium-term fiscal plan. It comes after Suella Braverman quit and then claims of pushing, bullying and shoving during a vote on fracking in the Commons. And here's some of the background to Thursday's bombshell announcement. Vet Cooper. The cabinet was only appointed six weeks ago. The Home Secretary's been sacked, the Chancellor sacked, the Chief Whip sacked and then unsacked. And the unedifying scenes of Conservative MPs last night fighting like rats in a sack. This is a disgrace. On this historic, for all the wrong reasons, day in Westminster, we're joined first by the Evening Standard's Deputy Political Editor David Bond. David, what was the lead-up to today's bombshell announcement? Well, as you say, bombshell uh, is often overused in journalism. Not today. I think it's perfectly reasonable to use that word. Just after lunchtime, uh, the lectern appeared in Downing Street. There'd been uh, lots of speculation that it was going to happen quite quickly, that Liz Truss would resign. But when the uh, lectern appeared, we knew it was going to happen. And uh, out she came and gave a very short statement uh, announcing that she was going to stand down and that she would be around for another week while the Conservative Party try and find a leader to replace her. What do you think did for trust in the end? It really goes back to this mini budget that Quasi Kwarteng unveiled announcing billions of pounds of tax cuts on the 23rd of September. This led to market turmoil and 
the Bank of England having to step in and prop up pension funds. And ever since then, she's been battling to regain her authority with both Conservative MPs, but also the uh, wider public. But the last 24 hours, of course, have had uh, sort of escalating crisis. Suella Braverman, the Home Secretary, was sacked yesterday, uh, supposedly because of a security breach, but more likely because of a row over immigration targets, limits on migrants coming into the country. And you have these extraordinary chaotic scenes in the House of Commons last night when they had this vote on fracking, which Labour had tabled and it was unclear whether it was a confidence vote in the government or not. Conservative MPs didn't know which way they were going. There were claims that they were being forced through the division lobbies by colleagues. And it all just felt like the wheels were really coming off and that last night was sort of the moment when people realised that a change had to be made, even though it's only 44 days that she has served as Prime Minister. And this feels like such uh, an extraordinary series of events, but that there was a growing feeling in the Conservative Party that they had to make a change or they were going to face absolute electoral wipeout at the next election. Who are the runners and riders now scheming for a crack at the top job? Has Jeremy Hunt definitely ruled himself out? Jeremy Hunt has ruled himself out. Of course, he stood twice before. He stood against Boris Johnson in 2019. And then again, he, he stood and, and dropped out very early on in the contest this summer. But the name that everyone is talking about at the moment here in Westminster, I can tell you, is Boris Johnson. Um, there's been a report um, in the Times that he is considering throwing his hat in the ring. I mean, it could be one of the most sensational political comebacks ever in British history. Unclear at the moment why he would want to do it, having been ousted. You know, he only left office at the start of September and said he was resigning in July because of you know, all the allegations of rule breaking, COVID rule breaking. But um, there are people here. He's still very popular. There's a, a large body of MPs who support him, obviously hugely popular with the grassroots and is seen as an election winner. So at this stage, I don't think we can rule him out. Of course, things could move very quickly. Other names in the, in the running were, of course, Rishi Sunak, who stood against this trust and lost. He predicted a lot of the economic chaos that has since unfolded. So that will certainly strengthen his hand, although there are lots of MPs in the Conservative Party who aren't fans of Rishi And then the other name, I guess, the other big uh, potential contender is Penny Morden. Let's go to the ads. Coming up, Antonia Jennings, Associate Director of the Centre for Local Economic Strategies on the end of a very short era. And what's next for Labour? Why not hit rate and follow in the meantime? Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Now we're joined by Antonia Jennings, Associate Director of the Centre for Local Economic Strategies. Antonia, we all saw the lectern of doom coming out, then this bombshell. What did you make of Liz Truss's announcement? Are you surprised? Yeah, the lectern of doom did come out. And I'm not saying this is related, but since Truss became PM is the first time we've seen wheels on that lectern. So make of that what you will. 
Was I surprised? No, I wasn't surprised. I mean, look, the Conservative Party has been falling apart at the seams, particularly in the last four hours. And, you know, it's been clear pretty much ever since Hunt took over as Chancellor and reversed nearly everything that she put forward in the mini budget with Kwarteng that she no longer has a mandate to govern. So I'm not surprised. I'm perhaps surprised at exactly the speed. But I think the Conservative Party are a very strategic party and, you know, will have realised that dragging this out much longer could render them unelectable for a generation. What's your view on why Liz Truss wasn't up to the job? In terms of the biggest factor, I mean, frankly, since the mini budget was announced, and let's not forget this was only the mini version, we saw complete market chaos unleashed and her approval ratings sink to actually the worst ratings for any PM since ratings began. So I think, you know, the position was frankly untenable. Trust also didn't do anything to enable any unity across the Conservative Party. So for example, it was a tight leadership race, but she didn't put any Sunak supporters in her top team. So I don't think that will have played very well internally. But I think it really was the market chaos combined with absolutely plunging ratings that with a final nail in the coffin. How do you assess Liz Truss's legacy? In the age of social media, I think her legacy is going to be largely associated with the lettuce that she didn't outlast. So <laughs> I think that's kind of how she will go down in history. She's going to be the shortest serving PM by well over a month, and the second of which only stopped their premiership because they died of TB. So I think, frankly, her legacy may be one of slight political farce. Trust comes from a fairly ideological wing of the Conservative Party that believes in a small state and low tax above anything else. And she tried to roll out that as a political program, however, perhaps slightly not particularly reading the context and the times we now find ourselves in. So I think she had an ideological determination and that was the platform she stood on through summer to lower tax, you know, reduce the size of the state, etc. But frankly, didn't read the room in terms of the cost of living crisis, which does mean that people are going to need many subsidies to help them through the winter. But then also the cost of living crisis coming in the context of 10 years of austerity, the effects of which were really played out in horrifying real time during the coronavirus. And frankly, it just wasn't the time to put forward such an ideology in Britain. Who do you think will have their eye on 10 Downing Street? Given how cabinet ministers have been shuffling around, it has been slightly a process of elimination of as to who will do the top job. Um, I guess a couple of things I'd say. Firstly, obviously, in her resigning statement, she did make clear that the leadership election would take place within the next week, which is good because, you know, we cannot as a country um, really face another situation where we're in policy paralysis for the next four months as we were over the summer um, with the last leadership election. So I think it's good that it will take place in a week. That presumably means that the membership won't be consulted. It will be interesting longer term to see what the fallout is with the membership and whether members leave the Conservative Party. So it points to a process in which only the MPs are going to vote. So we will see what, what the result is off the back of this. I wouldn't be surprised if Sunak gets the top job as he did come second in the leadership race. However, obviously he was very close to the Johnson administration, which was brought into extreme disrepute with Partygate, with, you know, more broadly the handling of coronavirus. So it may well be that 
he doesn't turn out to be a particularly popular PM or kind of a lifeline for the Conservative Party sort of in the medium term. Do you think Labour will be ratcheting up their prep for a general election? I don't actually think Labour will necessarily be banking on an election um, in the short to medium term, sort of ahead of the one that is next scheduled in 2024. The reason that I think that is because it is in no Tory politician's interest to have a general election at the moment. Frankly, anything at the moment, given the polls, given the particular chaotic moment party finds itself in, there is nothing that suggests the Tories would be anything but completely wiped out in a general election. So my view is they will hold off from having one for as long as possible. There's more on this story in the Evening Standard newspaper and online at standard.co.uk. That's The Leader. We're back tomorrow at 4pm.